What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Tuesday's episode of All Canadian. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill. At the time that we are recording this, we are 10 days out from the start of the CFL season. Felt like we may never get here, but here we are. Ups and downs, pandemics, merger talks, everything else. We are still standing, as are the fans in the CFL as well. Wade, what's going on, dude? Fans are back. Needles have been in arms enough times for us to get this. But first, if you're going to be one of those fans in the stands, why not start off your tailgating experience with something from Sawdust City? Sawdust City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This July, CFP fans, you guys got our promo code extended, but we have changed the code. It is now CFL in honor of the start of the season. So head over and put that in. It gives you $100 or more. You'll get free shipping. And shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be of legal drinking age. And while you're on the internet, may as well head over and check out fox40shop.com, helping you return to play safely with products like the Tri-Layer Whistle Mask, the Electronic Whistle, and the Whistle Gator. They also have a ton of cool merch, custom whistles, and more. And while you're on fox40shop.com trying to return to play safely, at checkout, enter the code CFP15 for 15% off products at fox40shop.com. Man, fans are back. Fans are back. Fans are indeed back. We got a thousand fans in Ottawa. Saskatchewan and Hamilton both had fans as well for their inter-squad games. Those fans were excited. They gave standing ovations across the country. And for the Red Blacks, starting to look like three offensive linemen on their starting rotation are going to be international players. Report came from Three Down Nation that with the retirement of Alex Matias and Fontana's opt-out, the Red Blacks may have to change up how they structure their national players in the starting lineup. Yeah, it's going to be a dramatic shift for the Ottawa Red Blacks at offensive line. Haven't seen them run a heavy set of American offensive linemen. However, they are, their hand is being forced now, potentially opening some spots up for Canadians on other areas of the field, though. It very well could with Nate Bahar, but we know that he has to fill in for the Sinopoli national role in the receiving course. So someone else could definitely take the reins. Could it be Brendan Galanders at running back, maybe? We don't know. But it is also, unfortunately, the time for cuts to be made. The Lions, 18 players cut on Tuesday, including Caden Johnson, the York Lion, and Will Arndt, leaving them with three quarterbacks on the roster. Michael Riley. Shea Patterson, and Nathan Rourke. It agitates me that you put Shea Patterson in front of Nathan Rourke. It agitates me even more that Shea Patterson is somehow, some way, still on this roster. But I did that on purpose because Nathan Rourke is the more important piece out of the two backups as he is officially the number two player on the BC Lions depth chart. Announcement came from Rick Campbell. I am so excited for this because Rourke has not even seen a single CFL game yet. And he is able to not only beat out Shea Patterson, who's in a similar situation, but beat out known backup, Will Arndt. So I'm very excited for Rourke to possibly, even higher chance now, 
get a shot at playing in the CFL. I never in my life thought I would find myself loving a product of Ohio. But it's okay because he's not a Buckeye. He's a Bobcat. My allegiances to Michigan remain untouched. Shea Patterson, you're not a Michigan Wolverine. Kick rocks. Super, super, super excited for the prospect to see Nathan Rourke eventually take over as, you know, the number one. Eventually see him get some starting reps. Rick Campbell named him the number two for a reason. They drafted him that high for a reason. Clearly, there's a lot of faith in Nathan Rourke. And I have a lot of faith as a fan of the league that some way, one day, we will see a Canadian starting quarterback getting meaningful reps. I know we saw it with Michael O'Connor in 2019 with the Argos. However, as good as O'Connor is and was, I think Nathan Rourke is going to be the guy that we can finally point to and say, hey, it's him. He's the guy. Another team, though, announcing their initial round of cuts. They've The Montreal Alouettes have let go 14 guys. And then they also let go of Newman Roosevelt. Shocking that the top rece- one of the top receivers in free agency has been let go. Uh, in the other 14 players, Brock Gallenlock from Manitoba, Colton Clausen, Benoit Marion. Uh, this just seems like for Roosevelt, it was a too many mouths to feed, and they have some younger guys that they want to develop instead. I mean, they have Rashad Ross, who recently signed from the XFL, who is fantastic for them down south. They still have Jake Wineke. They still have Quan Bray. Uh, there's guys like Kaon Julian Grant as well out there in Montreal looking to make an impact. So I, I think it's just unfortunate. Um, but hello. Can we pick up the phone? Ottawa Red Blacks. Paging the Ottawa Red Blacks. We said the same thing when Kenny Stafford got cut last week. We're saying the same damn thing now. Pick your phone up. Go get this dude. Back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He is a damn good wide receiver. He was a damn good wide receiver with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You need wide receivers. You need all the wide receiver help you can get. I understand wading through camp and seeing what you have, whatever. It doesn't sound like you have much right now. The Ottawa Red Blacks are not looking great from everything we've heard coming out of camp. We'll get there. But seriously, you need wide receiver help badly. Go get it. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some other receivers standing out right now. That's Braden Lenius. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders pick in 2020, standing out once again following the green and white scrimmage. Uh, I, I really think there's a chance that he's uh, got a great inside track to be their number three option this year. Uh, so hopefully he can keep the strong play going here as we wind down towards the start of the season. Not wind down, I guess I should say ramp up. Training camps are winding down. Season's just getting going. I guess maybe not standing out, but sitting out. Nick Arbuckle for the Toronto Argonauts has been battling a hamstring issue through camp. Wade and I had a little bit of back and forth about this last week, about why we may not have seen him play in the team scrimmage. I think this is the reason. Hamstring issue to me. Uh, those are tough. Those are tough. I battled through one myself. It was just a small tweak in my hamstring. It still came like it was like a four-week recovery. Couldn't sprint. Couldn't do anything. They're a tough time to come back from. And I guess, does this mean we see McLeod Bethel-Thompson week one? Likely? Maybe? We're 10 days out and he's battling a hamstring issue. I mean, I know Toradol is a thing, but golly. 
Yeah, and I, I think that with the McLeod Beth Thompson uh, starting, we need to have Arbuckle at 110% before he comes back. With the shortened season, you cannot risk it playing early in the year with lingering injuries because if it's strained and you tweak it again, more likely than not, you're going to have a significant tear or a very bad strain that's going to sideline you for at least half the season. Uh, so I'd, I'd sit him and let McLeod, Bethel Thompson run with the ones. Other injuries, though, two more Achilles injuries, bringing our total to nine on the season. Charlie Powers stamps fullback. It was announced that he had injured it. Tim Williams is of the Rough Riders has torn his Achilles. Uh, so just scary outlook for the start of the season. That's now nine total Achilles injuries. Five Rough Riders Achilles as well. It, maybe it's something on the turf that they've been doing or the turf itself, but uh, like I don't want to speculate too much on the injuries. I, I just hope that the guys get as great of a recovery as they can. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Weird year. Weird offseason. Injuries are happening. We knew they would happen. We just didn't think they would come in droves like this. Um, just, I guess, just shout out, or I guess just, you know, speedy recovery to all the guys who got injured. Flipping that coin, though, for some, I guess, some fun news to round it out here. Elks, the Edmonton Elks. We have finally seen the new look in a uniform. I have been waiting and waiting and waiting very patiently because I got my way with the name and I was very vocal about you know, hurry the hell up on that. So this time, a little bit more patient with the jerseys. We got them. They look good. Seen some stuff about, you know, they look like the Packers. Nah, whatever. That's fine. The Packers stole the logo from Georgia, who stole it from Edmonton. Anyways, the look is good. The white numbers look simple. The striping looks simple. It's very minimalist, but very aggressive looking. Compliments the antlers on the helmets very nicely, in my opinion, and lends itself to some potential uniform combinations in the future i'm assuming the white is going to look relatively similar to the green just with a little bit of reverse colors on it nonetheless i love the new uniforms and as dave campbell told me when we spoke to him i am getting a kwaku Boatang elks jersey finalized all i can say about these jerseys is sharp they just look sharp and that is all you can ask for they certainly look sharp before we get into the main segment of our show we are going to be talking fantasy football players to avoid sleepers our picks before we do that however just want to take a second to uh congratulate one of our own marshall ferguson tsn getting the broadcast going to be doing play-by-play for the cfl on tsn this year not in the radio booth he's going to be in the tv booth so just uh hey marsh congratulations dude we're super excited for you Get your suits, get your makeup, and get ready to rock, Marshall. You can't hide in the gym shorts anymore in the radio booth. Uh, oh, we need a Marshall's make Marshall's makeup segment. We need like we need to see him get ready. We need it. He could definitely put one out on the CFP pages as well. But it's time now, CFL Fantasy. Let's get rolling. Ten days out. CFL Fantasy on TSN is a week by week where you pick your players based off of the salary cap amount that you have left and how much the pros dictate the players they're worth. So we're going to give you our first week teams at the end of the episode. But before that, we're going to give you players to avoid some sleeper picks. Even if you're playing in a week-by-week basis or a full-season draft, these guys are going to be there for you 
and we are going to be breaking it up saying like, if you're in a season by season, maybe you don't want to take this guy. So going to start it off. This one is more of a week by week one, but Cody Fajardo from the Rough Riders with all of their offensive line issues. I'd just be hesitant to draft him early. Uh, I'd wait until you can see what it looks like on the field uh, against some other talent before we throw him in. I know that their offense is going to be electric, but I'm just worried right now with his start off. And if you're in a season, I'd be more worried about the duration of Cody Fajardo with the offensive line injuries and issues. So uh, maybe just wait till the back half of the first round if everyone's selecting quarterbacks for you to then go and grab him. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you certainly can't fault anybody for taking him, but right now, I'd be a little bit wary too, like you were saying, the offensive line issues. What is this team actually going to look like with all the significant issues or with all the significant injury issues that they've had to overcome thus far through training camp? If you have the luxury of getting him in the late round, if you're in one of those drafts, certainly do it. However, if you're playing in the CFL and TSN league, the, the week-to-week league, I would shy away from, from Cody Fajardo for at least the first two, three weeks. Wait and see what that offense looks like. And hey, maybe you don't take him and he goes out and throws, I don't know, a couple hundred yards and a couple touchdowns that game. Then you can get at me on Twitter and yell at me for that. But for right now, until proven otherwise, I'm in wait-and-see mode on Cody Fajardo. And if you are looking at other quarterbacks who might be someone that they want to stray away from. Yeah, don't uh, don't go get Matt Nichols, please. I know it's really enticing. Paul Apolise is there. Nichols, phenomenal season in 2019 with the Blue Bombers. The Ottawa Red Blacks, to be very, very clear, are not the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Another team with offensive line issues. So kind of that wait-and-see thing that we were talking about with Cody Fajardo. Who the hell is playing wide receiver? You've heard us cry and cry and cry. Go get some damn wide receiver help in Ottawa. So Matt Nichols, I am I'm a little bit nervous of, of slotting in Matt Nichols as my starting quarterback early on in the CFL season. I don't have a very positive outlook for Ottawa on the season as a whole either. Matt Nichols, I mean, somebody's got to throw the ball. It's going to be Matt Nichols. He is going to throw touchdowns. He's going to throw for yards. However, I think that there is quarterbacks in better situations to succeed that will lend yourself to a better fantasy football playing time than Matt Nichols might. Another Red Blacks backfield member that we're going to be staying away from, some Red Blacks running backs. Uh, We talked about the offensive line opt-outs, but really this one's just a crowded backfield. I mean, we have Galanders, uh, we have Anthony Coombs, who I quite like coming out of the backfield, but... Uh, it's going to be a toss-up for carries. It's going to be a toss-up for targets out of the backfield. Uh, so in full season play, maybe you take a late round pick on one of these guys. And week by week, maybe just uh, wait until you see what's going on. I know I, Connor and I both have Anthony Coombs uh, on our teams. So uh, I, I kind of like him just for the value and the way my cap worked out on the week by week. Um, but if you didn't have a cap issue, uh, I'd stay away. Yeah, a little bit of hypocrisy from Wade and I here saying don't go pick up Red well, Blacks running back. If you, and then we do it. But what? if you need it and it has to fit your cap and you're trying to get the most value for your Somebody roster. has to run the ball in Ottawa, yeah. and that's what we're saying on this one, right? So I think, uh, you know, just the, the offensive line opt-outs and the outlook for Ottawa, it makes me a little bit nervous of taking Red Blacks. Not that there's not good running backs to be taken, However, if they're playing a front, if you're playing in the week-to-week league and they're playing a front like the Hamilton Tiger Cats, 
yeah, I'd maybe not take a Red Blacks running back that week. No, and some other running back uh, talk. We're going to keep it here. James Wilder Jr., I'm, I'm just avoiding him outright. Uh, we don't know which guy we're going to get because he could be one of the best in the league or he could just decide that he doesn't really want to play anymore. Uh, week to week, I, I'd be very hesitant to take this guy for the first three, four weeks. Yeah, it's just a matter of which guy is going to show up. At one point, he was one of the most electric running backs in the league. He seems to be juiced and ready to go with the Edmonton Elks. But what version of him are we going to see? Again, we talked about this off air a little bit. James Wilder Jr., if you have the if you can afford to do it, if you're in one of the leagues where it's a keeper league all season long, there is definitely late round value to be had in James Wilder Jr. And to that point, too, he's a damn expensive player right now going into week one. So value versus production for me right now, I don't know about. I don't know what version of him we're going to get. Until he proves me otherwise, I'm going to be a little bit hesitant to take him. I'm going to leave the next one to you because I certainly do not agree with this one, so go on ahead. Yeah, bit of a bit of a controversy here on this one between Wade and I. I am saying do not take BC Lions wide receivers that are not named Brian Burnham. There is a lot of... Of target share going around in BC right now. Some good wide receivers. They have Dominic Grimes, Shaq Johnson, Lucky Whitehead, Brian Burnham. There's just a lot of wide receiver target share going around. Brian Burnham's the obvious one. I would never say avoid Brian Burnham. No, you should do everything you possibly can to take Brian Burnham because you know Michael Riley is going to be slinging the rock to him. It's just the the cast surrounding him week to week. Who the hell is going to get the target share? You don't know. One wide receiver could go off one week. It could be Lucky Whitehead. It could be Dominic Rimes. Like for me, there's just so much there outside of Brian Burnham. You don't know, I guess for the first two, three weeks, who the solidified one slot's going to be, who the number two guys are going to be. So outside of Brian Burnham, I'm nervous to take BC, BC Lions wide receivers. I'm going to spoil a sleeper pick for myself. That's Shaq Johnson. That's that's the guy that I'm looking at as the third player. You know, we talk about Rhymes and we talk about Burnham. They're, they're not a physical outside presence. Shaq Johnson is, and I think that's where he's going to separate himself and get targets from the one week. Uh, I, I, I really like Shaq Johnson as the sleeper long-term in the season uh, draft, but if you're going week by week, like Connor said, just kind of play it by ear the first couple weeks until we see the definitive distribution uh, between Michael Riley's guys. I'm going to keep it receivers though, and I'm going to go to the tie cats, Nikola Kalinich, Jake Bird. Early on, we have no idea how these guys are going to fit into the offense together or if they're even going to be a parts of the offense at the same time. We just have no idea if you're looking, oh, well, he was the number one overall pick. Oh, Kalinich was huge for them in 2019 in the slot. Just have some pause with that. Wait until you see them impact the game. Wait until you can see how they're utilized by the Ticats offense. I will let you go back to back on these picks because I, I heard you had some insider information about the Ottawa Red Blacks coming out of training camp. We certainly did. That is Super Scout Tom Dumbrell, who is my father. He was a part of the Thousand Fans, him and my mom. Uh, and when they called me afterwards, I said, How was the Red Blacks? How'd they look? My dad responded with, The defense is going to need some work. Uh, he said they had one pick six and a couple plays made, but other than that, it was not pretty, not very nice. So we're going to avoid the Red Blacks defense. 
and we're actually going to pick on them quite a bit. I know my roster does for week one uh, pick on the Red Blacks, but looks like it might be a long year for the Red and Black, but hopefully they can pull something together. Yeah, we've uh, we've already started to pick on them a little bit. I not, mean, we have three we have three different areas <laughs> where we said to kind of avoid. Uh, I I think their receivers could could be great. Like R.J. Harris, Nate Bahar, like those guys can have great years. Could you imagine if they went out and got Kenny Stafford and Naaman Roosevelt too? Like, like that would that would help with Matt Nichols. Like they just they just missing one or two pieces on offense. The defense though, it's young at places. It's too old at others. I, I think they can move on from Antoine Pruneau, as I know that's taboo to hear for Red Blocks fans, but you have Adam Eau Put him in. He is the, a younger, more agile, more versatile in coverage version of Antoine Pruneau. Other spots on the Ottawa defense, I, I'm sure, great. Um, like Rashad Baltimore is still there. He yeah, and they have Avery good, Williams like, so. is still there in the middle too. He's a great linebacker, but there's just so many holes that are either too young or too old at this point to be picking them up. Yeah, there's just a lot of questions around that Ottawa defense. So questions around Ottawa as a general. They're in a complete rebuild. It's it's been evident for a couple years now. So uh, until they prove you otherwise, try and stay away. And the last selection to stay away from. We're staying on defense again. Again, if you can pick up pick them up and hold on to them, you might want to do it. But for the first maybe four weeks, I would say. Avoid the Saskatchewan Rough Riders defense at all cost. There's a lot of injuries there. Five Achilles tears coming out of that camp. I know they don't all play on the defensive side of the ball. However, Larry Dean plays on the defensive side of the ball. That's a massive loss. Charleston Hughes is no longer there. Tim Williams is a huge loss with that Achilles tear. Nelson Lacumbo has his Achilles torn, and there was high hopes there for him as well as... And Cam Judge moved on as well. So there's a lot avoid to fill for the Saskatchewan defense and uh, I wouldn't be looking at them to start at least for the first three four weeks if you're playing week to week but like I said if you're playing kind of keeper or season long keeper league maybe pick them up and stash them who knows all right let's move to sleepers I'm gonna rip off the first four here because we've talked about these guys Colton Hunchak Nate Bahar if you haven't read our articles, go check them out at cfperspective.com. That will fill you in more than you need. Shaq Johnson's another one who I just talked about when we talked about the wide receiver room in BC. And then the fourth one is Braden Lenius, who you ter- heard us talk about in News and Notes. He is my not-so-sleeper sleeper of the year. Every year, there is always one player who you have hopes that can be a sleeper pick and hopefully you snag them later on. And then all of a sudden, wow, all this news starts coming out about, oh, this guy looks great. This guy looks great. Wow. This is amazing. Like I had JK Dobbins last year with Baltimore. He was my sleeper. Nobody really talking about him all of a sudden week before the draft. Boom. Oh, JK Dobbins is going to be a big part of often screwed me over. So I've had it happen a couple times in the NFL and I always call them my not-so-sleeper, sleeper of the year. Brain Linnaeus, you blew it. You are in my not-so-sleeper, sleeper of the year. Don't bust out. Have a great year and make it worth the while of people that are selecting you high. I don't know if he blew it. I mean, he showed, he, he blew it for sorry, you. Sorry, he didn't blow it. The press blew it because they, <laughs> they spoiled my sleeper pick. Um, but no, we're going to go right into the running backs of Winnipeg. Uh, Brady Oliveira, Johnny Augustine, 
I, I think they can be some sleepers, especially if Andrew Harris keeps dealing with this lower body injury that he's dealing with right now. Uh, we saw him in practice kind of walk off and to the sideline very upset with the fact that he couldn't perform at the moment. Uh, I don't think it's anything long-term, but as they work him back in, you could be seeing some high production value out of these two guys. Yeah, for sure. And Harris, is. there's been reports out of camp that he is frustrated that he's not on the field. I get that. You want to be out there. You want to be out there with your guys. You want to be playing. However, Andrew Harris is a vital part of that Winnipeg Blue Bombers offense. And if he doesn't start right away, definitely look to Oliveira or Johnny Augustine to come in, snatch some targets, eat some targets, get some carries. I like it. I like them as sleeper picks, especially if this Harris injury keeps nagging into week one. I mean, we're 10 days out. We are 10 days out. Harris still sidelined. I do expect to see Andrew Harris in week one, in game one. However, do we see a lot of Harris? Do we see Harris for a couple quarters? We'll see. Because it is a great cup rematch. They are playing Hamilton, so it should be an interesting game. But, I mean, with uh, with an injury that he's dealing with, so is durability. That could be a little bit of an issue. So, Oliveira and Augustine, I like as sleepers. And if you're in a full season league and you have Andrew Harris early on, why not double back and handcuff yourself with one of his backups? Just cover off your back end in case Harris's injury lingers or it gets even worse. Moving on though, we're going to keep it with running backs and then double back to a couple receivers. Malik Irons, Hamilton Ticats. I know Sean Thomas Erlington has the skill out of the backfield, but nobody knows right now if it's going to be Irons or Sean Thomas Erlington or if it's going to be a mix of both. Uh, I, I think Irons could be a guy that's sliding under the radar because not many people have seen him in two years. And when we saw him in 2019, he was a good part, but he wasn't the whole part once Sean Thomas Erlington was hurt. So I'm excited for Malik Irons to get back. I hope that we see a lot of him and healthy doses of him. But at the same time, don't take too many reps away from Sean Thomas Erlington because he's kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Thomas Erlington is the dude. But Malik Irons, again, you were talking about handcuffing. Handcuff yourself to Malik Irons if you're going to take Sean Thomas Erlington because Malik Irons runs the ball damn hard. Good, good running back. He's fun to watch. And when he does hit those holes, he hits it with power and he runs for extra yards. He's not afraid to drop a shoulder and fight for one, two, three more yards. I I like Malik Irons as a sleeper pick for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. All right, let's talk receivers. Rashad Ross, recently signed from the XFL. Last time we saw them, he was playing with DC and he was electric. They had Cardale Jones, 12-gauge, big old Ohio State guy leading the way. Long live the national championship. Connor's trying to do a horns-down version with the Ohio State O. Uh, I don't think he realized that O's are not something you can flip upside down easily. Um, break it apart then. I'll just break the O apart. Break it in half. Why not? Um, <laughs> just like they break my heart every year. But Rashad Ross, he came up to Montreal, and I think with his speed, his run after the catch ability, he's a guy that's going to do, going to adjust as we go in the year. But by the end of the year, that's what makes a sleeper pick so valuable, is if you can hold on to him or you see him starting to take a swing for the better, he could be someone that makes or breaks your year in the playoffs. The Montreal media is kind of trying to like Braden, Braden Linius, my Rashad Ross pick here. As of late, there's been a couple reports coming out of camp. Rashad Ross looks great. Rashad Ross looks awesome. Danny Machocha loves Rashad Ross. 
Hey, Montreal media, shut up. I want a sleeper here. Shut up. I think Rashad Ross, though, the season outlook for him is going to be phenomenal. I mean, he was very successful with Cardell Jones, but what's this dude going to look like with Vernon Adams slinging him the rock now, too? His, his deep playability is super impressive to me. But not only that, I mean, yes, he gets downfield. But if you if you run this dude on drag routes or routes that are coming across the field with VA as he rolls, man, there's just there's a lot you can do with Rashad Ross in your offense because of the type of wide receiver he is. Line him up wherever you feel like doing it, and he's going to make plays. I'm excited to see what he looks like playing CFL football, too, because he gets a few extra yards to run around now. And now let's move into the last guy. That is Josh Huff, Calgary Stampeders. We know that he is phenomenal after the catch. We know that they have Herjie Mayala. We know that they have Colton Hunchak uh, and Kamar Jordan sitting there. But let's not forget about Josh Huff. He's a great target for Bo Levi Mitchell. And when you have a guy like that slinging the rock for you, it always helps. Yeah, Josh Huff definitely has to be on sleeper watch here because of the uncertainty of the Calgary wide receiver room. Wade talked about our articles. I wrote about it in my article about Colton Hunchak. We don't really know who the number one in Calgary is going to be right now. Could be Kamar Jordan. Could be Herjie Mayala. Could be Kamar Jordan. Could be Herjie Mayala. My pick was Herjie Mayala, but I think Kamar Jordan could be right there as well. But those kind of second, third guys, Josh Huff could slide in. Colton Hunchak could slide in. So I think uh, just the Calgary wide receiver room lends itself to Josh Huff, Josh Huff being on the sleepers sleepers list. All right, it's time for the big reveal. You may have seen it on social media. You may not have, so we'll take care of you here. Our week one CFL fantasy on TSN rosters. We'll go position by position, or do you want to go first and then I'll I'll follow up with my whole team? No, we'll go we'll go back and forth position by position. I will give you first pick then. Quarterback, who are you taking? I went with Michael Riley on this one. Everything I talked about in players to avoid with that BC wide receiver room is now a positive spin for Michael Riley when you're selecting your quarterback because you don't have to pick. Michael Riley doesn't care who he's throwing the ball to. You don't care who Michael Riley's throwing the ball to either because either way, you're getting points. So I like with... I like Michael Riley with the collection of talent that he has around him at wide receiver. My one concern is protecting Michael Riley. That is my one concern with taking him here as my quarterback for week one. It's a big concern. However, I think BC has really addressed offensive line throughout the draft, throughout the offseason. So I'm very hopeful that Michael Riley will not be the most sacked quarterback in the CFL in 2021, and I certainly hope he's not the most sacked quarterback in week one. Over to you for quarterback. Well, he costs you $9,234, a hefty sum, but I'm going to one-up you for the simple sake of a matchup. Trevor Harris at $9,805 against the Ottawa Red Blacks. We poked fun at Ottawa's defense, but that's the exact reason why I'm going with Trevor Harris. He's got his guy in Greg Ellingson. He's got Darrell Walker as well. He is going to be throwing this ball left, right, and center around Commonwealth. And I swallowed a lot of cash for this one. Um, But I made up for it later on with some of my picks. 
We'll snake draft this one here. I'll get you back with your running back. Give me your RB one. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna steal both of our running backs because we shared this guy. That is Sean Thomas Erlington, the Hamilton Ticats star. We know all about the pass catching ability, but he also gets it done on the ground for the Ticats. And having Jeremiah Masoli back, it's a big plus. But Sean Thomas Erlington had that extra year to recover. I think he can hit the ground running this year and make a huge impact against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who did not get to see him in the Grey Cup. My quarrel here is I was forced to go with Sean Thomas Erlington. Well, not forced, but I actually wanted to take Willie Stanback. Couldn't find him. Nowhere to be seen as of yet on the CFL draft tracker there with, with the prices and whatever. Couldn't find him, so I, I was kind of forced to go with Sean Thomas Erlington. Not that he's a bad pick by any measure, but when making this pick, I was a little bit concerned about the week one matchup. Winnipeg, probably the best front in the league in terms of defensive front. Willie Jefferson, Jackson Jeffcoat. Does that make you nervous a little bit? It does, but because he was not there in the Winnipeg Grey Cup game, I, I think that there could be some added elements to this that could benefit Sean Thomas Erlington. He costs, though, $4,747. Moving on, though, to your running back two, who'd you take? I went with the Calgary Stampeder, Kadeem Carey. Tons of hype around this guy throughout the offseason coming into 2021 now. I like the outlook for Kadeem Carey. I know they're playing the Toronto Argonauts as their matchup in week one. However, yes, they're loaded. Yes, they have a lot of talent there. However, are they going to be on the same page? I'm rolling the dice a little bit here, saying that the Calgary Stampeders offense is definitely going to be clicking rear and ready to go. I'm going to say there's a little bit of confusion on the Toronto front seven. I think Kadeem Carey might be able to gash them a little bit, get in the end zone. And for the value, I liked the outlook. I think he was around a $4,000 player. $5,000 player, if I'm remembering. 5124 to be exact. My running back, too, though, was my throw-in for the cap. Anthony Coombs of Ottawa. Connor's going to have him selected later on as his flex. Spoiler alert. But with Coombs, we don't know who's coming out of the backfield for Ottawa. But we know somebody is. And we know that someone has familiarity with Paul LaPolice. And we know that somebody named Anthony Coombs is also a fantastic receiver out of the backfield where Matt Nichols loves to throw. He loves that 5 and under, 10 and under yardage and around the line of scrimmage. So I think that benefits Anthony Coombs a lot. And if we're going with fantasy value, I think at 3,400, uh, you can't get any complaints from that. No, he was also my kind of cap hit pick. Uh, like you said, we have no idea who's going to be running the ball for Ottawa. Somebody has to, though. Odds are it's going to be Anthony Coombs. We said stay away from Red Blacks running backs because of the offensive line. However, in this circumstance, with the $40,000 limit that we had in the cap hit, Anthony Coombs was a reasonable selection for both of us here. Let's go out to Edmonton, though, for our wide receivers. No, we are not taking the same wide receiver. But no. We are both going to Edmonton. It's different, but we both swallowed some cash on this one. I'm going with Greg Ellingson at $7,488. To me, he's Trevor Harris's top target from when he was in Ottawa. You know the pair has great chemistry. 
that's something that doesn't disappear over a year off. They're going to come back and pick it up like it was never lost. And going against Ottawa, their former team, I could see Greg Ellingson and Trevor Harris having a huge day against this secondary. I think that it's going to be tough to cover Ellingson in the slot. And that's why I swallowed a lot of cash here uh, on two Edmonton players. Yeah, I also ate a fairly sizable chunk of change. I did not opt for Greg Ellingson, however. I chose Darrell Walker. I think Darrell Walker is going to have a huge game. The Ottawa defense doesn't look like it's going to be able to contain this outbreak of Edmonton Elks wide receivers. Antler up. Let's go. Super excited for that. But yes, Darrell Walker is my pick here. I think that he's just going to feast. Trevor Harris loves throwing to the big guy. End zones, back corners, fades, whatever you got for him. I think Darrell Walker finds the end zone at least once in week one. And you swallowed $7,985 on that one. So almost 8K. Your second receiver, though, only at five five and a half thousand. Who's that one going to be? That is Herji Mayala of the Calgary Stampeders. Again, we don't know who's going to be the number one in Calgary just yet. Kamar Jordan is valued as the number one when we were looking at the fantasy numbers coming into this. He was a little bit more expensive. So I opted for Herji Mayala because of his price range and because of this uncertainty. I don't know who the number one in Calgary is yet. I think in week one, we're going to see a lot of figuring out who the number one wide receiver is. So I think there's going to be targets to go around. And 500 yards, five touchdowns in 2019 for Herji Mayala. Not anything to balk at. I think Bo Levi Mitchell is going to be targeting him a fair amount week one. So I like the target share. I like the opportunity. And that's why I went with Mayala. All right. My wide receiver too. You know, I talk about him all the time. I could not avoid him. And because I went so cheap on my running backs, here we go at $6,809. Bring on down Shaq Evans. I know I said hesitant on Cody Fajardo. But with Shaq Evans, you know that nobody can cover him in the CFL. And with BC, a big question was their back end. I could see that playing a big factor in this week one game. If Fajardo is under pressure, throw it up to your big guy. You know that he's going to get it. Uh, I'm excited to see Shaq Evans come back on the field. He is wearing that number one as always because there's not one person that can cover him. So I'm going to stay there. And then with my flex, I spoiled Connors already with the Anthony Coombs talk. My flex though, Jalen Acklin, Hamilton Ticats at $3,953. I like Jalen Acklin a lot in this uh, spot. He is going to be one of their top targets behind Braylon Addison, behind Brandon Banks. And I think as they play Winnipeg, Winnipeg's going to key on those two guys. Don't let them beat us over the top. And what does that open up? A whole lot of middle and crossing routes for Jalen Acklin. I think at the value under four grand, you're getting huge play and potential out of that. So that's how I fill out my flex. Let's go to Connor's defense though. Yep. I'm going to be a homer. I had to be a homer for week one. I had to fit as many Edmonton players as I can. So why not take 12 more? I'm going with the Edmonton Elks defense here. And it's not really a homer pick. It kind of is, but it kind of isn't. When you look at the matchup, we beat up Ottawa all day today. I'm really sorry to Braden, 
our resident Red Black fan. I'm sure he's going to have some words to exchange with me and all the other Red Blacks fans. But matchup doesn't favor you guys in week one. Edmonton looks retooled. They look ready to go. So I went with the Edmonton Elks here specifically for that matchup. I don't believe Ottawa is going to be on page enough yet to start hanging up points on Edmonton, on anyone really. But this is week one. So I think Edmonton is going to be clicking. I think Ottawa is going to be figuring it out. And I don't think that this is going to be a high-scoring game for the Ottawa Red Blacks. So I am leaning towards the Edmonton Elks defense here in that matchup. I like your reasoning. You know I'm not going to complain with that one. Uh, I'm going to stay with an unconventional pick. I'm going to go with the Hamilton Tiger Cats defense and special teams. It's defense and special teams. Let me make that very clear. Uh, Because of the special teams aspect, I get a lot of big play on returns. But also, this defense is retooled and they are pissed off after Winnipeg slapped them in the Grey Cup. I can see them coming back with a vengeance. And I'm going to take a flyer and get some great value here at $3,668, leaving me with $130 left in my cap. I'm going to take the Hamilton Ticats and rock on in week one. As always, though, you know where to find us on socials at Connor R. O'Neill at Wade Zank, at CF Perspective. We will be back with you guys on Thursday as we will officially be one week away from CFL. It's been a long wait. We are almost there. Just got to hold on. But before you hold on, why don't you go and hold on to a nice, crisp Sada City beer? Absolutely. Going to go crack myself the... Salted mango kettle sour right about now. Sawdust City Beer offering brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. For beers like the salted mango kettle sour and more, visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com. While you're there, checking out all their great beers. If you would like to purchase them, which I highly recommend, you can enter the code CFL through July for free shipping on orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be legal drinking age for that. But as the CFL kicks off, go kick off yourself. Or as the CFL kicks off, go get your tailgates ready with some Sada City Beer. And as well, you can go and check out box40shop.com. Get your hands on the worldwide leader in Whistle Technologies products. Things like the Tri-Layer Whistle Mask are available to you at 15% off when you enter the code CFP15 at box40shop.com. Take care. We will see you guys on Thursday.